Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff? Corey, I am great. You know why I'm great, Corey? Why is that, Jeff? I'm going to tell you, because today we are going to talk summer blockbusters. Ooh, summer blockbusters. It's summertime now, and we're recording this, and there's really no better way to celebrate summer, especially now that the cinemas are open, but by going to the movies, Jeff. And Corey, when you're at the movies, what's better than having popcorn and a side of combos. Nothing is better than combos at the movies. What about popcorn? Popcorn is shit, Jeff. Well, to me, I think, what if you combine those two, Corey? What if you had popcorn-flavored combos? Ooh, you know what is uh, always the trouble with popcorn is you got to add shit to it to make it taste good. Uh, not you, me. I actually think it's a good way it is, but go ahead. You don't put butter and, and salt on your popcorn? No. <laughs> I'd never put butter on my popcorn. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. No. I never put butter on my popcorn, man. <sighs> I like popcorn the way it is, all natural. It's so bland and flavorless. But you know what isn't, Jeff? Combos. Combos. That's right, because every time you pop a bag of combos, boom, nachos. Boom, it's a pizza. Popcorn doesn't do that for you. It's always just popcorn. Combos, there's a different flavor combination for everyone. Combos. Better than popcorn. <laughs> Welcome back! <clears throat> How many of you out there love the summer blockbuster? Ooh, me, me, me. We are going to today talk about our top 10 favorite summer blockbusters of all time. So if you're out there sitting at home, if you're if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix or Apple TV or on Hulu, Amazon Prime, anything, you can listen to these recommendations because here at Switch the Envelope, we only give you four and five finger recommendations to fill that summer blockbuster need. But first, Corey, let's define what is a summer blockbuster movie. Corey, what do you think Blockbuster is? Ooh, Blockbusters, basically a movie that's released in the summer that makes a fuck ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's more than that. It is, it is more than that. Absolutely. A big summer blockbuster is a movie that has a lot of spectacle to it, right? It is a movie that people get excited about seeing something big on screen, you know, uh, different from sort of a, a movie now that we have streaming services and stuff where you think like, you know, something that's got a little more um, a smaller appeal, a more intimate story or something more like nuanced. that. Doesn't necessarily need to be seen on a big screen, but these movies need to be seen on a big screen because of the scope. It, it was heavily marketed. There's a lot of push, you know, to, to get people into the, th into the cinemas, but it felt like an event. Right. It was a movie that made you drop your beach towel and walk off the sand and exchange it for a theater seat and popcorn. And air or conditioning. combos. <laughs> well, now combos. Back then, <laughs> only popcorn. Popcorn and red vines is all you could get. Maybe some jujubes. Or some junior mints. You know what? Uh, junior mints, maybe? You know what's really missing from theaters? Combos. <laughs> Better than popcorn. Anyway, so um, we're doing a lot of push on those combos. Yeah. You understand? So we're trying to get that sponsorship, people. Number one. Or well, ten. 
We'll, I'll, we'll number, from, 10. number 10. Number 10. Number 10. I went with a movie that um, was a huge sort of spectacle movie, and it's one that we talked about recently on the show, uh, and that's The Rock. The Rock. The Rock was a huge film. It uh, launched, really, the uh, career of Michael Bay to the point where nobody told him that he couldn't do any of the shit that he does now. And actually, <laughs> and he should have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think a so, little bit of editing goes a long way. <laughs> if you have not, <clears throat> if you have not uh, been listening to the show, you can go back two episodes to when we did our in- interview and episode with Pentex, mm-hmm. where he did the 25th anniversary, basically, of The Rock, where he proves that The Rock is a extension of the James Bond films. So go listen to that, and it'll explain all about The Rock and what it's about and everything that you need to know about the film The Rock. I do not believe that this film should be on the top 10 greatest of all time. So, Corey, I'm going to counter that. All right, counter it. I'm going to counter that with my number 10, and I'm going to say number 10, National Lampoon's Vacation. That's a good one. It's a really good one. It's, uh, it's masquerading as a family film. It is not a family film. It is totally a family film. I saw that when I was young. I did too, but uh, probably some inappropriate things in there that I should have A lot of inappropriate stuff. <laughs> but National Lampoon's Vacation is a, that movie will last for all time as one of the best comedies ever. And summer blockbuster. Yeah, it's not much of a spectacle, but it did make a boatload of money. And it was released in the summer, and it is much beloved. And it's one of the most quotable films of all yeah, time. Agreed. That whole franchise, really. The the vacation franchise. Yep. All right. So. So we're going from one family now to another family. Okay. In my number nine pick. Number nine. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I, I, you really think that's a summer blockbuster? I Jeff, know it made a lot of money. Jeff. It was a huge live-action spectacle film for Disney. I don't feel like it's an event. Amazing special effects for the time, right? There, There's the giant ant that they that they crawl on. I went to the movie you're, to see this. You're making my point, Jeff. No, but I don't still remember this being an event. I loved this film as a child. This got me... In, like. It's funny because as a child when it I watched this ass? film... Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. Oh, okay, sorry. It got me interested in how they made the film. I think this is probably one of those first films... I actually saw that, the behind-the-scenes like, of this film yeah, yeah, yeah. when I, I was a kid. I, I remember like Disney Channel or something would have like little behind-the-scenes vignette, or maybe it was ABC, uh, Wonderful World of Disney or something like that, showed like some of the making of. And I was fascinated. You know, the oversized props, the... Um, you know. The scale shifts that they would do, the the like, uh, whatchamacallit, um, like with Lord of the Rings, they would do the um, force perspective stuff uh, on a lot of it. Uh, this, I see what you, that you're trying to hammer at home, but I don't see this as a blockbuster. I'm saying that's th- cool. great special effects. It's an adventure film. It's a film that the whole family could go see. It is, uh, you know, a Disney live action film with Rick Moranis. Who doesn't want to go see fucking Rick Moranis at the movie theater? If you I can see, see me movies. right now, I'm raising my hand. Yeah, that's fine. You can you can contest it, but my number nine, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay, so a great family film, great visual visual effects, and um, what else did you say? Uh, it's an adventure. Adventure. A, a big epic adventure that these big kids epic have adventure. in the backyard that feels like so big epic <laughs> big epic adventure family film. With great special effects. I'm going to counter yours okay. with Independence Day. Ooh. Okay. That is, I think, in my opinion, the movie sucks, but 
as far as a summer blockbuster, you don't get more summer blockbuster-y than Independence Day. That is... That's almost like you look up summer blockbuster and Independence Day is there. That's true. Independence Day is also on my list. So we we agree. I just had it higher. I did not have it higher because <laughs> the movie is so stupid. <laughs> Well, see, I, I, on my list, I lumped it together. I was just like Will Smith summer blockbusters. <laughs> it's like Independence Day, Men in Black. Because, I mean, they're kind of the same appeal, right? They're big, epic I actually think Men in Black alien is, movies. The, the original <laughs> Men in Black is a better movie, I think, than Independence Men Day. In Black is, Men in, the original Men in Black is, is pretty fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. Men, Men in Black is uh, Men in Black, Independence Day. That's why I put them on the same page, because they're like... They're big epic now, stories Men about aliens. Men in Black did not Will make Smith. my list because I have way more uh, respect for uh, what other you movies. Other movies. <laughs> okay, number eight. I just I feel like negating Will Smith's whole career. All he does is summer blockbusters until a certain point, and then you know to, to not register that on the list, I think would be a, a miss. You know. All right. So number eight. My number eight. Your number eight. Huge summer film that eventually went on to become a Best Picture winner, Forrest Gump. Yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah, huge summer blockbuster. It's huge summer blockbuster. Let me see what can I what can I counter with that? I mean, we're on, summer, we're on number eight, right? Number eight. Yeah, I mean, really, this could also be like Tom Hanks summer movies, <laughs> just like Will Smith. But yeah, Forrest Gump is my pick as a representative of uh, Tom Hanks movies. Okay, so my number eight is a little less of a family movie. Okay, it's more of an adventure, mm-hmm. more of a violent adventure, more of a stuck in a stuck in the shafts adventure. So mine is Die Hard. Ooh, Die Hard. Die really Hard. Good. Sleeper blockbuster. Sleep- it, they didn't expect it to be as big as it was, but and it, it blew up. Well, it actually was not a sleeper. It actually was it was right off the shot a blockbuster, but they didn't think it was going to be before it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I didn't mean that it it like stayed in the cinema for a long time and just continued to grow as yeah, I guess that would technically be a sleeper. Yeah, I mean it was a complete surprise blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, number 7. All right, number 7 for me is uh is a bit of a broad stroke. Um I will go as the placeholder for it. Batman Begins or Dark Knight, doesn't matter. Uh but really Batman movies. As summer blockbusters, specifically Batman movies, not DC movies or, or whatever, because they also are their own thing. But as far as my favorite things, Batman movies that come out in the summer, I'm going to go watch them. A ton of people are going to go watch them. The original Batman could even be my placeholder as like the start of the era of Batman movies. Um, but yeah, Batman movies, special effects. You've got action adventure. You've got, uh, you know. Uh, swooning leading ladies, handsome leading men. It's like everything cinema wrapped into one, plus the property was super popular and there wasn't a soul uh, who felt like they had relevant taste that didn't want to go see Batman when it, when it, when it came out. I agree. Good job. <clears throat> my number seven actually is not anything like that, so I'll say mm-hmm. that um, my mean, number seven is actually Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yes. <clears throat> he, he went as part of my Tom Hanks Summer, summer yeah. movies. Saving Private Ryan. It is one of the best movies ever, even though Vin Diesel is in it. It is also just a great military film. Yes, I, I think it's it's my favorite military film as well. 
It's very sad, but yeah. it's just epic. It's, it's epic. It's poignant. <clears throat> poignant. It's, I like that um, word, poignant. It doesn't glorify combat. Except for uh, Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper with his snipering. That's that's pretty. You're like, the whole time you're like, man, that guy's awesome. They are romanticizing his craft a bit, but like Giovanni Ribisi dies a fucking horrible death. And so does um, um, so does the diesel <laughs> for that matter. Vin Diesel does. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so does spoiler alert. Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, he, he dies. An no, honorable he dies. He dies really honorably. He dies. An honorable no, the one death. guy that dies terribly is the one where the, the knife is oh, going the into knife. Oh, Oof. that's terrible. Oh, but I mean, like the opening sequence alone get off the boat and people are just getting swiss cheesed there's arms falling off people are wandering around the battlefield do you know that mythbusters though busted that scene i don't give a fuck that scene is but now epic. every time i see that scene i'm like mythbusters busted this oh yeah the bullets in the water thing <laughs> yeah because yeah. they said that the bullets would have bounced off the top like concrete well, they wouldn't have gone not necessarily through. even bounced off but even if they had penetrated the water their trajectory slows down so much that it, yeah it, it wouldn't have gone as through you, you like would get it would hit, but like yeah. at a like a bb hit you or something like yeah. that it wouldn't necessarily break skin yeah it wouldn't yeah. be lethal that's for sure unless you were right at the surface but yeah saving private ryan it it didn't it didn't overly romanticize war or combat i should say uh but it did give you that sort of like gosh golly americana that like classic cinema does with their wartime you know like when bing crosby and danny k are war veterans and they're putting on a Christmas show and White Christmas. Like they, there's a, a sort of Americana that's romanticized about wartime. Not even that. If you watch We Were Soldiers with Barry Pepper, sure, and Mel Gibson, it's completely romanticized. That movie is very sad, but it's so pomp and circumstance that it defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think I think Saving Private Ryan really skates that line effortlessly. Like Spielberg does a really good job, sort of balancing both ends of that like this is going to be shit and you know like people are are, are going to be blown apart because that's what this is but through that the perseverance of character and sort of honor for doing the right thing you know is going to try to prevail and it'll only be headed off at, at every step there's even that this sort of i mean it, it gets sort of reversed later but there's a, a little bit of that honor where like they they let the one guy go and, you know... And he comes back to kill them. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, it's a human moment, right? In the middle of war. Like, yeah, none of these people really want to fucking kill other people. Like, that's that's not... They have to. Because they're in a situation where it's either them or the other person, right? But there is the moment in that in that movie where you get the like, yo, we really don't need to do this all the time. Um, and we've seen enough and that's it's really not what we need to be focusing on right now. We need to go find this dude to get him out. Right. And so like th there's a, there's a lot of layers to it as I was a teenager when this came out. So like I came home, uh, we saw it in a packed theater. Uh, and I, re I remember because we sat super close to the screen because there weren't, weren't enough, you know, tickets left. I would never sit close to the screen. If I get that ticket and I'm close to the screen, I just walk out. Oh, see, I don't care where I sit in a the theater. No, I literally have walked out before when I've gotten that ticket. Yeah. I've been like, fuck this, and I'll come back later. Yeah, the only thing, the like where it becomes really cumbersome is like a, uh, like a CG heavy movie with like lots of fast cuts, and you're sitting too close, you start to get like disoriented. If I'm going to pay money to see a movie in a theater, I'm going to try and sit where I want to. I feel that. I, I can res I can respect that. Or like I mean, relatively. I'm not like you know Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> no, who's I have be to sit walking in the sixth around. row, fourth yeah. from the left. Yeah. 
yeah. yelling out to see what the acoustics are in yeah. every spot. That's not what I am. I'm, I'm, but I do want to have some sense of where I'm going to be. You show up three hours early to a movie and just be like clapping. Where am I at? Where am I at? Trying to, to test the reverb acoustics of the room to find out where the optimal focal audio point is. Yeah. I'm not that, but. No. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we were like in the second or third row. It wasn't too bad. I- I'm the kind of guy that, like, I just love going to the theater. So being able to just sit in a theater and have that giant surround sound and a giant screen in front of me and a sticky floor and some combos that I've <laughs> snuck in because they do not sell them at concession stands. Switches, call your local theater and request that they replace popcorn with combos. And a glass of beer. And I'm not talking no paper cup. I mean a glass of beer. Um, Royale with cheese. But yeah, I, I like I like that selection. Saving Private Ryan. Good on you. Thank you. All right. Number, what the hell number are we on? Uh, six. Number six. Indiana Jones. Ooh, that That's not a movie. The franchise. They all came, you can't came out do of the, the franchise. No, 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 all no. All right, no. fine. You cannot do the franchise. I will do my favorite shenanigans. Indiana, I'll do my favorite Indiana Jones movie, except for the fact that all Indiana Jones movies were summer blockbusters, and I love the so you, entire franchise. So but you can't do the franchise. That's just I cheating. will. I will go with my placeholder, my representative for the Indiana Jones movies, Last Crusade. That's fine. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Though only barely, edging out Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just kidding. That movie doesn't exist. <laughs> All right, so in my number, number six. six slot, I've got Pirates of the Caribbean, Ooh. Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, yes, one of the best scores of a summer blockbuster ever. I love. I st- I still listen to it in my car. I love it. That score is fucking epic. Yes. Pirates of the Caribbean was a huge summer movie. And Pirates of the Caribbean also is... One of the ideal like summer movies because it spawned you know an entire franchise, fra- yeah. not only franchises but it spawned mer- so much merchandise. Oh, I mean, yeah. if you think of like the typical lunchbox merchandise, that's one of the last things that spawned that kind of thing. You've got t- t-shirts and paraphernalia. I mean, that year you had just everybody was dressing like Jack Sparrow. You still have people that you have guys out there that dress. As though they are Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. Yeah, and just a PSA for um, every male out there, you are not Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, for anybody that dresses like Johnny Depp, it doesn't help you. Yeah, it's like I, we get it. We love it too, but we should stop. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking as a person who got married on International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr. Because it was International Talk Like a Pirate Day. No, but dude, we can like pirates. I, That's I, not the same I, as liking I'm, I'm Johnny just, Depp. I'm, I'm prefacing the, my, my criticism by hey, the remember, fact that I, like, look, you are in a, I'm a You're in a studio fan. right now yeah, yeah. that has a pirate flag right behind us. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Absolutely it does. Jeff, we like pirates, but we're saying stop dressing like pirates. Yes, because we don't walk around... With a fucking macaw or whatever on her shoulder, <laughs> and a and a damn Johnny Depp costume. Yeah, the the dreadlocks and the bone hanging from the bandana thing. Also, there are other pirate looks that we could go with. We don't all have to be Johnny Depp, and as Captain Jack Sparrow. That's all. That's end of PSA. <laughs> There's plenty of other pirates out there. Uh, anyway, Curse of the Black Pearl though. Great Fantastic movie. summer movie. I loved. I still watch this movie all Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. I mean, the Pirates movies sort of fell off in their sort of overall quality. Uh, yeah. After as, like the, after the second one. Second one. Yeah. The second one was terrible. 
Well, no, the second they one... They brought it back once... Uh, what's her name? The second one was okay. The third one was not so great. Once and then, Penelope Cruz came on, like, that That's was, like the fourth. Yeah, fifth, that's... Once yeah. they got to the fourth one, that actually was better. I think Selma Hayek is in one of these. She's in the last one. I don't know. The fourth one and the whatever know. the last one, those were actually better. They they came back. But the second and third one were awful. Yeah, I, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, it's the sort of price you pay for having a franchise that they uh, spend. At, once they realize how marketable it is and they, they start thinking about like all of the tie-ins that they can do, it sort of deludes the movie experience a little bit. Number five. I have uh, the entire MCU. <laughs> you cannot do that. <laughs> You got to pick one blockbuster out of the MCU. How do I choose a MCU, Mar- I mean. one Marvel movie? There's like 27 of them. You, I'm sorry. You got to pick one movie. They are not. They are not one movie. There are. Right. There. There is like 23 movies in there. You got to pick one. Yeah. Okay. So if I, I mean, if I'm gonna pick one, I'm gonna pick the biggest of them all. Right. The one. The blockbuster movie from the MCU that made 2.8 billion dollars, and that's Avengers Endgame. Okay. So my number five is the famous. And fun and scary and awesome movie that collided humans with dinosaurs for the first time in a million years. Yes. Jurassic Park. Okay. Yes. I remember standing Notice I didn't say the Jurassic Park franchise. I know. I'm saying the first Jurassic Park. You know why, Jeff? Because the rest of the Jurassic Park franchise is absolute garbage. That's not true. That's it's absolute garbage. No, they're good movies. They're not which one? Well, if you watch, well, first of all, the um, sequel, which really depressed me because I really like Jeff Goldblum. Lost World. The Lost World is terrible. But um, Jurassic Park 3 is okay. It's not bad. It's okay. It's fine. And then the Lost World movies. Return of Sam Neill. (laughs) The Lost World movies with Chris Pratt, they're good. Yeah, different franchise. They're still still part of it. No, they're still part of it. That's the Jurassic World franchise. Hold on. You just put all the Batman movies into one. That's true. That's including different directors and different storylines. Jeff, this is my rules for my No, no. Fuck that, man. (laughs) And and my and the Jurassic Park movies are actually extensions of the first movie where they actually return to the first movie. So I know, fuck off. I know it's fine. Number four. I know that you won't let me do franchises, so I'll, I'll have to uh, create a another you know representative uh, for this franchise. But it it is the entire summer released Harry Potter films. Eventually, they started releasing them later in the franchise, uh, like in the holidays. You know. Um, I do think that like part one of the last of the Harry Potter movies was summer and then it, the final final was at the holidays. But uh, I know for sure that Prisoner of Azkaban, my favorite Harry Potter film, was released in the summer. Cool. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, Corey. You I know am this. a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, I just don't think they are. Um, I don't know. I just I always got a little bored of them. I, they didn't have enough. I don't know. But um, it's cool. Fair. It's I fair. understand. No, but they are huge blockbuster films. You can't deny that. You can't deny the reach they have among people. Um, the they are the merchandise they sold. Oh the yeah. Amount of um, influence they have over people's lives. The yeah. I mean, I I could tell you right now what house I'm in. <laughs> I can tell you that I'm in Ravenclaw. Are you? And I do you am know, not do even. Do you know that for, for serious? You, serious? You, you yeah. know, you've you've done the the. Sorting, I've done sorting, yeah. The sorting thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I would so, I would not have expected you to have. <laughs> I am also Ravenclaw, so you know. <laughs> so we we would have been like in the same house at uh, at Hogwarts, which is same. which is yeah. cool. So um, the fact that I don't even like the show and I've been sorted that, can tell you that that does yes. prove the point a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you know the movies are great. 
I just thought there was a lot of a lot of them. There's a lot of them. If it was just like one movie, you know, or two movies, even three, but there's like eight fucking movies, man. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it was a phenomenon uh, with the book series first, and then uh, with the film series. Uh, you know, recently J.K. Rowling has uh, sort of shot herself in the foot a little bit, so it it becomes a little harder. Uh, to be like, gung-ho, Harry Potter, <laughs> J.K. Rowling is the best, because she's, d- it turns out she's sort of a trash person <laughs> on some issues. But, um, yeah, it, it still doesn't take away from the fact that that movie franchise uh, was incredibly impactful, super successful, and is the epitome of what a blockbuster is. Yep. So, um, but I will say, Corey, I'm sorry, but my top four are I'm just gonna say before I go into my top four, they are fucking blockbusters and um the best movies of ever of all time. I'm just gonna say it. I'm starting I'm, with my number four. I probably will agree. Number four Caddyshack. Ghostbusters. Ooh, that's my number three. Ghostbusters, number four. Yeah. Um Hard agree. <laughs> yeah. Number four, it has the top cast of all time with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis and Rick Moranis. Yep. I Sigourney would, I know, Weaver. I don't know if I would put um Ernie Hudson, I don't know if I'd put him in the in the category of like greatest of all time actors. I mean, but he's with great that cast, in this movie. With that cast. I think oh, he was yeah. the last to be cast in that in that show too. He works so well with the rest he of them. He does. He works great with them. But I mean, he is perfect in this film, but I mean, um Sure. <laughs> But the rest of the, the rest of the cast is undeniably awesome. I mean, I wouldn't put what's her name in it either. Um, Annie Potts. No, she's not in the ten. She's not the greatest cast of all time either. But, anyway, Ghostbusters, fantastic show. I love it. I love the movie. All right. Yeah, Ghostbusters is great. Now, now number gotta, three. No, that was my number three. <laughs> well, you need to pick anyone, man, because ooh, ooh shit. Um. So, my number, I'm telling you, my number four, my one, two, my four, th- three, and two, and one are just fucking amazing. All right, all right. I will. Um, I will. Number three. I will sub in Star Wars. So then I'll meet your Star Wars with Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you took Star Wars, so I'm gonna take <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I mean, if we had a third co-host, uh, Al, who, what, what's your pick for for number three? Uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the entire Star Wars franchise. Can we just put the entire Star Wars franchise? No, in? because oh, fuck, there's no right. those other movies are shit. Oh, I meant the original trilogy. Yeah, original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. but no, well, um, Empire Strikes Back for me. For me, that's another great option. Yes, absolutely. All right, number two. Number two is the movie that started the whole f- summer blockbuster uh, phenomenon and concept, and that is Jaws. Wow, Jaws. Jaws is considered the first summer blockbuster of all time. Released back in 1975, it was one of the first movies to hit $100 million. Yeah. Definitely, definitely deserves to be on this list. It is a fantastic movie. One of the best horror films because, you know, big sharks. It's a monster thriller. It's a I, monster I don't know, thriller. I don't know that I would consider it a full horror film. Um, I think it's I think it's in the genre. It's got yeah, it touches in the in the genre for you got sure. People getting eaten. It's true. Yeah, got, it, it uh, is, it's a monster film, but it's it, you know it's more of a thriller than it is like a, a horror horror film. It's in like broad daylight. It's you know. well, I mean monster monster films are yeah, yeah, yeah. horror. It, so. Yeah, it's like I say, it touches a lot of uh, you know similar themes to, to horror films, but you know I, I don't maybe it's just because I've seen it so many times that it it doesn't feel scary. It feels intense. It doesn't feel scary. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. 
I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, I will fight to the death for your right to say it. <laughs> anyway, so my number two, my number two in this one, Corey, I think you will agree with me. Agree. <laughs> is Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. Yes, absolutely. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know you earlier had said Last Crusade. Yeah. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade. Mine is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think uh, without this movie, you would not have the Indiana Jones franchise. And I think Indiana Jones, that trilogy... Because I do not recognize the fourth one. It doesn't exist. It's not a yeah. real movie. Yeah. That trilogy is one of the best franchises of all time. So that, that's another show topic altogether is like uh, best 80s franchises. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We should do best trilogies. Next time on Switch the Envelope. Yeah. Because that would drop out Star Wars. We couldn't even talk about Star Wars. We could talk about the original trilogy. Um, We could talk about them in their subsets of trilogies. Because that's the way they structured their thing. It eliminates Harry Potter because it's not a trilogy. It's a full franchise. It eliminates... I think it would still eliminate Star Wars. It, it, well, see, like, I would say that... Let's talk about this wh- While time. it would eliminate the MCU, it wouldn't eliminate, like, Iron Man because that has a trilogy. Well, let's you, talk about this another time. Saying? All right. Let's go. We'll get back to it. So, number one. My number one summer blockbuster movie of all time, Jeff... And I, I swear, if we don't have the same movie, <laughs> I know. I don't say. know if uh, we could be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back mine to also. the Future, Jeff. Come That's on. Mine also. If you if you have listened to any episodes of this podcast, I think everybody, all you switches knew what was going to be number one. You, there was no doubt in any of your minds. <laughs> Back to the Future is the number one film and the funny thing is Corey and I didn't see each other's list no we did not so uh, Back to the Future is definitely the number one blockbuster film of all time it came out in 1985 and it has remained the number one film in both of our minds since then oh yeah I mean you talk about broad appeal massive event type movie crazy cool special effects for its day Um, some of which hold up decently some of which don't but it doesn't matter because it's such an epic story it's so well acted you know you become a lifelong michael j fox fan by watching just this movie you know you enjoy some of the other stuff like secret to my success and you know frighteners and stuff simply because it's michael j fox on screen because you love him so much as marty mcfly or at least that's that's my sort of yeah don't forget about christopher lloyd christopher lloyd christopher lloyd christopher lloyd is in so many things but but if it wasn't for this movie i don't think i would even notice him I don't think I would know him by name if not for this movie because he's such a chameleon in so many other films. I mean, you look at like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Like, it's he's completely lost in <laughs> that, that character. Or Clue. Or Clue, yeah. Or Dennis the Menace. Or, you know, like any number, Camp Nowhere. You know, um, any number of other, I mean, we're <laughs> discounting a whole lot of, I think he's like Juilliard trained. Like, Hey man, Taxi. <laughs> taxi, yeah. He was in Taxi. That was, um, that was his big break was Taxi. Love Christopher Lloyd, but I, I'm not sure that I know him by name if not for Back to the Future. Well, I mean, it also had Huey fucking Lewis, man. It's true. And Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover is fantastic. He's great in this movie. He's only in the first one. Really missed out on a nomination for his role in this movie. I think Oscar Caliber could have won a supporting role. That concludes our top 10 summer blockbuster list. If you've heard something here that you have not seen, please go out and watch it because you've got to know. When Corey and I say a movie is good, it's fucking... It's it's gospel. Gospel right there. I mean, it's truth. Preach. (laughs) And because there is 
probably another thousand movies that could have qualified for the best, you know. Uh, no, there wasn't. There was 10. <laughs> well, and we, we sort of went through 15. <laughs> <laughs> 16 or so between our two two uh, two lists. But like, there's a, a, a bunch of other movies that could qualify as best blockbusters or go on your top 10 list. And if there is, then put it on our Twitter, at Switch Envelope, or put it on our Instagram, at Switch The Envelope, and let us know that this was the summer blockbuster movie that we did not talk about, that you wanted us to talk about. Yeah, if you're like, why didn't you mention The Iron Giant? I have no idea if The Iron Giant was released in the Absolutely summer. Absolutely a summer, summer blockbuster movie. It was a great movie. Uh, I love The Iron Giant. Uh, my favorite Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel plays The Iron Giant, yeah. Oh my God. My second favorite? Same Vin Diesel Brad Ryan? No. Uh, is um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Because he just goes, I'm Groot? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then he's in Saving Private Ryan a lot more, so third favorite. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> that concludes this episode of Switch the Envelope. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of Switch the Envelope to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or, of course, on switchtheenvelope.com. If you like the show, you can also join us on Patreon for added bonus episodes, including early releases, extended episodes, and soon some merchandise. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh Media production. Each episode written by Jeff and Corey. All episodes produced and mixed by a random movie fan at Studio 85. See you next time, Switches.